Robert Felice is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's another. And it's Momo Rodriguez again. Welcome back. It's pretty quick, right? I just gave you a post-game analysis yesterday, and here we are again with a new episode. You might be wondering, Kaya, a Finister, you, you just put something out yesterday, and, and now here you are again, releasing an episode. What's, what's the big deal? Well, I'm going to tell you. I'll tell you what the big deal is. Guys, there's news. It's not confirmed, which was pointed out to me on Reddit. It's not confirmed. It's supposed news. So instead of calling this a player profile, I'm going to call it a scouting report. That's right. Right. Dude, the news is everywhere. Twitter's blowing up. Reddit's blowing up. Uh, Discord's blowing up. Instagram's doing Instagram things, but there's some, there's some noise there. There's transfer news in a position that we knew we needed help in. Now, for months, we've been crossing our fingers and toes and puckering our buttholes for Carlos Salcedo to come to our club, our one and only club, but that does not look like it's going to happen. Why, you ask? Well, he's expensive, and uh, we don't like to spend money here in Houston. We know it. Plus, we got an ownership change going on, so this is, this is shocking as is. So who? Who are we linked with? Well, we're linked with Teenage Dream Hadibi. Really, his middle name is Ling- Lingani or Lingani. Teenage Lingani Hadibi. He was born September 17th, 1995. He's about 5 foot 11. Okay, he's got a chiseled-ass physique. This dude is ripped. Like, I'm talking his abs have abs. He's in phenomenal shape. He was born in Bulawayo, Zimbabwe, and currently plays as a defender for Super League club Yeni Maladiaspor. Now, he also plays for the Zimbabwe international team, and here's a fun fact. He is the second most valuable player on that team, according to Transfer Market. That's right. It's big news. We signed arguably Zimbabwe's best footballer. Zimbabweans are fucking rejoicing the world over. They're excited. Here in Houston, we're like, who the fuck is this guy? Because if you Google him, you're not going to find much. You really got to go through a lot of sites, which I did. I really went in depth on this one. Seriously, I did. It took, I, I, I've, been, I've been looking up stats on this guy for like 17 minutes. Yeah, I work fast. It's all you need. So, teenage, Tanaj, Hadibi, he's a left-footed footballer. He primarily plays center back, but he also plays left back. When I say primarily, I'm talking 90% of his matches are at center back. Roughly the other 10 are at left back. So if you guys are clamoring and thinking, oh, we got a backup for Adam, we kind of do. We already had Sam Junkwa, but he had concussion issues. So now we have a guy who also can play left back, but more importantly, is a younger left-footed center back. That's something that we need because Figueroa is getting on in years. All right? So Hadibi starts his career in 2012. That's right, guys. We just went back to the past. We got into DeLorean, me and Doc Brown. We went 88 miles per hour, 1.21 gigawatts, and here we are, 2012. Hadibi starts his career with Bantu, Bantu. I know that's in Africa. In 2015, he moves to the Highlanders. Sounds like a Scottish thing, right? Did he wear kilts from Scotland? I'm at the Highlanders now. I Sassanek. Love me some, uh, some Outlander. Now, after the Highlanders, he moved to a club called Chicken Inn, which sounds like one of two places. A hotel for birds or a place that makes shitty chicken. Like, like uh, what's that place that makes terrible chicken? Churches. I hate churches. It's fucking disgusting. Me, I like Chicken Express and KFC. And I know you're like, oh, no, Cane's, man. Cane's is the shit or Chick-fil-A. Um, Chick-fil-A is okay. Cane's, it's all about the sauce. 
eat a Cane's chicken tender without the sauce. And it just tastes like somebody washed off some chicken and breaded it. It does. It tastes like washed chicken. So after Chicken Inn, he's there for a year, he goes to the Kaiser Chiefs in South Africa. He debuts for them November 2017 in a nil-nil away draw against Amazulu. Now, his signing with the Chiefs is important because it's the first time that a notable dollar amount was paid for this guy. Kaiser paid $385,000 for him. By the way, now he's worth almost a million. If, if the reports are right, he's worth 1.8 because that's what we paid for him. But prior to this, he's valued by Transfer Market at $935,000. That's nothing to sneeze at, though. So he uh, makes his debut for the Kaiser Chiefs in that draw. He's going to score a goal the same season, months later, in a 1-0 win over the Free State Stars. His goal is scored in stoppage time and earns his team the win. Now in 2019, he uh, is transferred to the Turkish Super League, and the club is called... I just said it. What did I just say? Oh, Yanni Malataspor. Malatadiaspor. So during his career, uh, Hadibi has also suited up, I say suited up, not appeared, 29 times for the Zimbabwe national team, and he scored four goals in that span. He made his international debut at the age of 19, which was six years ago. Now, in the Turkish Super League, which in my opinion is every bit as good, if not better, than MLS, uh, Hadibi was named to the team of the week a few times. He was named to the team of the year, I believe, in 2020. So he has shown some really good quality early on in his career. Last season, he made 32 total appearances. So he's definitely played quality guys. I don't think the transition from the Turkish Super League to MLS is going to be hard. There are some things I think he'll have to deal with, but we're going to talk about those. Professionally, all-time, 118 games played, three goals, three assists, 29 yellow cards, and two red cards. So he can be a dick. I like it. Now, injury-wise... Because that's important. You want to look at how often does this guy miss? Well, he's missed 28 total games, and that was roughly 220 days due to injury throughout his career. Now, these injuries are tracked since, oh man, 2012. So in nine years, he's missed approximately 30 games in, you know, two-thirds of a year. So two of his injuries were ankle injuries. That's something you don't want to play with, right? Like a sprained ankle, it ain't nothing to play with. The rest of the injuries have been undisclosed. But he stayed relatively healthy throughout his career. Now, he has cost the Dynamo approximately and apparently, it's not final, 1.5 million euros, which is $1.8 million. Uh, he's coming in to play what I perceive to be center back, where Boney is. And I do believe we can bump him out to left back, put in Figueroa, or Boney and give Adam a break. We don't know the Sam Junqua situation. Sam got a concussion and he's been out now for, Jesus, over a month, well over a month. That's a while. So if this transfer goes through quickly, obviously we're going to have some issues, one of them being the visa. He missed part of the 2019 season with the visa issue getting back to Turkey. The U.S. has pretty strict visa laws, so I would imagine that could be an issue. There's also COVID protocols. Yep, we're still dealing with that. Just because you're vaccinated doesn't mean that fucking other people aren't. Go get your jab. Go get your prick. So I think with this, it's going to take time to get him up to fitness and up to speed and developed and broken into what Tab Ramos is trying to do. 
Now, after the May 29th match for Sporting, we have an extended break. We have almost a month off. It really is a good time to make an international signing. If this goes through and we can get him here relatively quickly, we're looking at possibly a month of training before he needs to play. Now, there's an international break, so if, if he goes and does that, you know, he won't be here. But uh, the Turkish Super League, like I said, it's, it's as good, if not better, than MLS. Those guys play Champions League football. So I think his transition to the pace of play will be relatively smooth. What worries me with people like this, guys like Kiki Struna, guys like Marco Maric, guys like Teenage Dream Hadibi, is the language situation, the language barrier. Uh, now, English is one of the three official, air quotes, languages of Zimbabwe. They use it in government, business, and school instruction. So let's all hope that this young man can speak English semi-fluently fluent enough to understand what Zarek and Tim Parker are telling him to do. Now, if you look at his Twitter, it's in English, but I don't know if Twitter automatically uh, translates that for me because when Twitter asked me my educational status, I just put dumbass. And they were like, okay, we know. So that's, that's kind, of, kind of the overview of Teenage Hadibi. But let's talk about some questions. Chipito, 2K10, he says, hey, hope I'm not too late was wondering if there's anything good or bad on his time at Kaiser Chiefs. Well, I'm going to say it was definitely good. They paid almost 400 grand for him, and he played in 39 matches over two seasons there. So considering that they were the first club to pay a respectable fee for him, and he did make a significant contribution on the pitch, yeah, I think his time there was good. I can't speak for personal relationships with the gaffer or with the players, but I do think his time there was good. Simon in the park. I like this guy. He always makes these little innuendos. It's funny. Uh, he says, I see on Wiki he scored four goals in eight national team matches. Were these friendlies, Africa's Cup? Any news on why the Turkish club picked him up? So, Simon, I'm going to tell you. Hadibi scored twice in a friendly versus Uganda. He scored once against Seychelles in the COS AFA Cup. And he scored one more time against Zambia in a friendly. Uh, as to why the Turkish club picked him up, I have no idea. Obviously, they saw something they liked. They thought he was affordable. The Turkish club, I believe, is made up of free transfers, so his contract with Kaiser expired, and the Turkish club picked him up. I can tell you they were not relegated. They were five points clear, so they were in a relegation battle. But there was a recent significant signing to the back line at his Turkish club, and this might be why Hadibi became surplus in the eyes of the general manager, the Matt Jordan of Turkey. Next question, Batman's Limp Dick from Reddit. He says, uh, well, he wrote a long one, which is ironic considering his username is Batman's Limp Dick. But to summarize it, he says uh, he wants to know how Hadibi could affect the team and who we go after next. Well, I don't think you're going to see him contribute immediately. But this is, I, I would imagine, the guy that we are looking to stick next to Tim Parker for the foreseeable future. Now, he is of African descent, and here in Houston, we do have a large African population. It's over 60,000 people. So maybe this signing, I know 60,000 is not a ton, considering we're in a city of a, a metro of four plus million. But that is a little niche market we could dip into and possibly create some new supporters, maybe generate some, some revenue from that on ticket sales and merchandise. I don't know. I, I don't know. I know football in Africa is... There's some pretty good squads. I, I do enjoy watching Nigeria play. The Ivorian coast has some players. There's players all over. Egypt, 
Mohamed Salah, who I can't stand. I think he looks like fucking Borat. Seriously, every time in FIFA when he scores on me, which is a lot because I'm terrible, I just I look at the TV and I yell. I'm like, fuck you, you Borat-looking motherfucker. My neighbors probably hate me. They can't figure out why I hate Borat. They just laugh at him. I could see... We're still on Simon's question. I could see Tab Ramos trying to move him permanently to left back. I don't think it's going to happen. I think Adam Lundqvist is pretty entrenched there, and I think they are around the same age, and someone like this is going to need minutes to develop. And if you're looking to put him as a left-footed center back, which is what you want on the left side, that's where he needs to play. Now, unfortunately for you, Minor Figueroa and center bony lovers, I think that this signing right here is going to be the nail in their coffin. I think this will, this if we sign this guy, that Figueroa and Boney are gone next season. I, I don't see a reason for them to stick around anymore. You know, who do we go after next? That's the next one. Who do we go after next? I think what makes sense is a truly dangerous attacking option up front on the wing or at the nine. I think Fafa is sticking around and he is going to be, that spot is his. One of those wings spots is his. Maxi is there right now, but we know there are better strikers. I think the other wing could be a question. You know, we don't have that sexy name up front. We've been winning without the sexy name. Our sexy name is Tim Parker. Really, it's Darwin Quintero, but he doesn't play. So I could see a striker, a winger, or an attacking creative midfielder in our future. Now, another guy, the Scroggy, he made a point. It wasn't really a question. He said, a lot of teams invest most of their money in attacking players, and we seem to be investing in defense. He said, we zig when they zag. So my insight on that is, I think teams invest in these goal scorers because they are the exciting, sexy players that bring people into the stadium, and goals do win games, right? Goal scorers put cheeks in the seats. But there is a saying, and that saying goes, defense wins championships, and truth be told, if you look at the impact that major defensive signings have had, guys like Laporte in City, Virgil in Liverpool, Tim Parker to us, defensive signings might not be sexy, but they win games. Did you know that four of the top 10 most expensive defensive signings in history play for Manchester City? Have you heard of them? They've been lights out year in and year out. They've been fucking phenomenal. So yeah, offensive signings are sexy, but... Defensive signings puts you over the top. Man City has a phenomenal defense. Liverpool has a phenomenal defense. Our defense is coming along. It's better than last year, and it needs to continue to improve. But you know, look at it what you what you look at it how you want. This is something we needed, and if this goes through, this has the potential to be a good situation. Personally, I think you know this. I always liked Kiki. He had a bad second season. He was not worth the wages for what he put out the second season. But the first season, he was all right. I think if we could have restructured that deal, we'd be also okay. But we need a left-footed center back that's not 39 years old. So, boys and girls, this has been a scouting report on our potential new signing, teenage Lingani Hadibi, the teenage dream. We will be doing a post-game relatively soon. Thank you to the news world for serving this episode up to me on a fucking silver platter. That's been it. Give us a like, give us a share, give us a rate, a subscribe, a review, support, do whatever you want.
I just appreciate it if you listen. I can't believe there's fucking people out there that want to hear that hear that want to hear what I have to say. It blows my fucking mind. It really does. It is. But you know what? This is like this is cheaper than therapy, and I actually get paid to do it, which is crazy. So I'm Finister. This is a scouting report on a potential new signing that could change the face of Houston this season and for a few seasons to come. As always. Go Dynamo. Albert Delis is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's a number. And it's Bumble Rodriguez again. 